So this morning, um, we're going to talk, um, funny enough, about the temple of God, victory in the temple. So why don't we pray before we start. Father, we just commit this word to you, Lord Jesus. We just pray that you'd be lifted up, Lord, that your word would change our hearts and lives, Lord, and that you'd bring us into a better place of living, Lord, a more fruitful place and a place that um, honors you, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, and if you've got your Bibles or some sort of device that has the Bible app on it or, or something like that, if you go to 1 Chronicles, 1 Chronicles chapter 29, 1 to 9 and 20 to 23. Um, it's, it's a bit of a chunk of scripture, but I'll read it out. It says, Then King David turned to the entire assembly and said, My son Solomon, whom God has clearly chosen as the next king of Israel, is still young and inexperienced. The work ahead of him is enormous, for the temple he will build is not for mere mortals, it is for the Lord God himself. Using every resource at my command, I have gathered as much as I could for building the temple of my God. Now there is enough gold, silver, bronze, iron and wood, as well as great quantities of onyx, other precious stones, costly jewels and all kinds of fine stone and marble. And now, because of my devotion to the temple of my God, I'm giving all of my private treasures of gold and silver to help in the construction. This is in addition to the building materials I have already collected for his holy temple. I'm donating more than 112 tons of gold from Ophir and 262 tons of refined silver to be used for overlaying the walls of the buildings and for the other gold and silver work to be done by the craftsmen. Now then, who will follow my example and give offerings to the Lord today? Then the family leaders, the leaders of the tribes of Israel, the generals and captains of the army, and the king's administrative officers all gave willingly. For the construction of the temple of God, they gave about 188 tons of gold, 10,000 gold coins, 375 tons of silver, 675 tons of bronze and 3,750 tons of iron. They also contributed numerous precious stones which were deposited, deposited in the treasury of the house of the Lord under the care of Jehiel, a descendant of Gershon. The people rejoiced over their offerings for they had given freely and wholeheartedly to the Lord and King David was filled with joy. And then we skip to verse 20. Then David said to the whole assembly, Give praise to the Lord your God. And the entire assembly praised the Lord, the God of their ancestors. And they bowed low and knelt before the Lord and the king. The next day they brought 1,000 bulls, 1,000 rams and 1,000 male lambs as burnt offerings to the Lord. They also brought liquid offerings and many other sacrifices on behalf of all Israel. They feasted and drank in the Lord's presence with great joy that day. And again, they crowned David's son Solomon as their new king. They anointed him before the Lord as their leader, and they anointed Zadok as priest. So Solomon took the throne of the Lord in place of his father David, and he succeeded in everything, and all Israel obeyed him. Wow. So that's, that's an account of um, before they're, they're about to build this temple for God to dwell in. And it's an account of what they brought and gave into this endeavor. And those figures are just massive figures, like huge amounts. At one point, um, when they were giving in to, uh, the, the t to build the tabernacle before the temple, there was um, they, there so much was being given that they said, you know, you've got to stop. 
like we've, we've got more than enough than what we need. When you think about what that would take, you, you met like for today, right, in a monetary sense, for One Heart Church, if we were giving a million dollars, I don't think we'd say that's enough. That, that's more than enough than, than we can handle. If it was 10 million coming in, I still don't think we'd be saying that. I think you'd have to get to a billion or a trillion and then you'd be like, you know what, this is just this is too much here. Like, you can stop now. We're, we've got a trillion. Like, we're, we're done. But it's, it's those sort of figures that they were talking about. This is the sort of figures that is coming in to build this temple. And so it's, it's the temple of God. Then, um, it is for the Lord God himself. And in 2 Corinthians 6.16, it says, What agreement is there between the temple of God and idols? For we are, that's us, all of us sitting in this room, if you're a Christian today, the, te- the temple of the living God. So he doesn't dwell in these buildings and structures anymore. As Claire said, the, the veil was torn and now he dwells in us individually and also collectively we, we bring a, about a place where he dwells amongst us. So we're a living, walking temple. As God has said, I'll live with them and walk among them. I'll be their God and they'll be my people. 1 Corinthians 6, 19a, do you not know that your temple... Your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God. So if you're a born-again Christian today, the Spirit of God has come into and is living in your physical body. So your body is now a temple of God. And, this, and, and us to collectively, we are the temple of God. So if, if people want to go to the temple of God today... Where do they go? They come to you. They come to you to go to the temple. Or they come to us together to go to the temple. Not necessarily this building, but wherever we're, we're gathering. So it's, they, when they were building this temple, they understood the gravity of it. Like there's an exclamation point. It's for the Lord God himself. It was, a, it was a, an incredible reverence about what they were doing. And... Um, you know, we should have that same uh, awe of what's, what God has done in our lives to be living inside of us and, and us as a people. So God dwells in people. So how it's important that we treat people with the respect, that we love people, that we seek to save people and build people up um, and be about building the temple of God. So it says uh, in this account, it talks about all this gold and, and precious jewels and silver and all these quality um, things that were brought into the temple it says every resource at at his command there's all sorts of costly and um, quality materials and it's and so as the the living temple of God what are we made of are we made of quality precious riches and materials supplied by Jesus are we strong in faith or under pressure or are we flaky at any sign of trouble are we giving our lives for the sake of others or are we self living just for ourselves? Do we have patience or do we fly off the handle at the first insult? Do we have self-control or are we caught up in all sorts of lusts and unable to escape them? Can we give wide counsel, wise counsel and good biblical instruction or can we only offer our own opinions and the worldly advice? 
So how, how is the state, um, as I'm preparing this, I'm thinking how is the state of my temple? What state is it in? What state is your temple in? When people visit the temple, will they receive good things from you? Or will they receive things that shouldn't be found there? And it says, um, you know, if you, if you think about it, what would you prefer to live in? Would you prefer to live in a just a, a ramshackle hut with just grab some bits of tin and um, plastic bags and, you know, like in the slums they have, just, they just collect whatever rubbish they can and just assemble some sort of structure. Would you prefer to live in that? Or would you prefer to live in a house that's quality built, that's made of good materials, that, that has, there's been money spent on it, there's been time invested into it? I think ev- everyone on earth would say they would prefer to live in something like that. Who would build a house and say, I want a rusty roof. When you go to the builder and he says, you know, say, oh, yeah, thanks. Oh, you know, that colour bond, great, but can you, have you got some rusty stuff? I really want rusty stuff. The timber, I want rotten timbers in the, in the roof and in the flooring. I want leaky taps and I want a broken air conditioner. Who, who has there ever been, t- it's just ludicrous. It's just not going to happen. We want good workmanship, quality materials and a nice finish. And we should be the same with the temple of God. And so 1 Corinthians 3, 10 to 15, By the grace God has given me, I laid a foundation as an expert builder and someone else is building on it. But each one should be careful how he builds. No one can lay any other foundation other than the one already laid, which is Jesus Christ. If any man builds on this foundation using gold, silver, costly stones, wood, hay or straw... His work will be shown for what it is because the day will bring it to light. It will be revealed with fire and the fire will test the quality of each man's work. If what he has built survives, he will receive his reward. If it is burned up, he will suffer loss. He himself will be saved, but only as one escaping through the flames. So when we die, that's talking about when we die and when we meet God. And so will will our temple that we have built survive the flames it says we pass through flames so will it survive if it's just made of uh, any old bits of straw and, and stubble and and uh, and and um, light timbers it'll just burn up in the f- in the flames so we will get to heaven but all our works will be burned away so we'll get through it says we'll just get through ourselves we'll be saved but there won't be that reward of the works we have done on earth. And so I don't know about you, but I would like my work to be um, gemstone work, gold quality work, costly work that will go through the fire and remain so that I can receive a reward, a reward for the works that I've done. I'm sure you, you're the same. It's not going to be for my salvation. Jesus purchased that for me. I can't add to that at all. It's his, his work. He's done that. But we can work for a reward in heaven. And so, in 1 Corinthians 15.10, But whatever I am now, it is all because God poured out his special favour on me, and not without results, for I have worked harder than any of the other apostles. Yet it was not I, but God who was working through me by his grace. So God has to work through us by his grace. And and so, as... um, King David had brought all this stuff and the leaders had brought all these um, costly goods. David 
sorry, after David um, does it, he says, Now then, who will follow my example and give offerings to the Lord today? So David gave Solomon all the resources he needed to build the temple of God. And it's, it's a kind of a picture of God giving Jesus everything, all the resources, all that he needed to build the, the temple of God. And so Jesus has all authority, all power, all resources need, needed to build the temple of his church in the earth. And that's what he's doing right now. Um, it says, he said, I will build my church and the powers of hell will not conquer it. And he calls each of us to partner in, with him in this work. So then as we partner with him, we give an example for others to follow. So as um, Paul said, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. So as we follow the example of Christ, as David gave uh, to Solomon, and then the leaders followed uh, David's um, lead, and then the people followed them, are we uh, ones that can provide something to follow, something that's like Jesus, that people can look at us and go, you know what? I can follow him or her because they follow Christ. So they've got the qualities of Jesus. So I can, I can see that. I can understand uh, better because I've got a visual example. Like the disciples were walking with Jesus. They had a visual example of him. They could hear him. They could touch, feel him, talk to him. Whenever they wanted, they had a visual example. And, and uh, so if, you, if you're a leader here in one heart of any sort, then the word for you today is that you would be an example so that others can follow. So that others coming in new in the faith can go, hey, I see um, how Bernard is serving there. I see how he talks. I see the quality of it. I, can, I have something to follow there. If, if, there's, if, we, if there's nobody to follow, it's how, how do people know where, where to go? And so, you know, we have good, le- you know, Pastor Rob and Pauline are incredible examples we can follow. Other leaders, Pastor Josh, Pastor Kimberly, Jimmy and Beth, Kylie, Mark, Ruth, many others. There's many people in, in this church that we can follow because they set an example for us. And so after they, had, um, after they follow, were following this example, it said um, that they gave, King David, they rejoiced over the offerings they had given freely and wholeheartedly to the Lord. And King David was filled with joy. So there was this joy that came into their life through giving, through being invested into building this temple, into being invested in saying, hey, the temple that God is dwelling in, in me, I'm going to invest into that and see it transformed by his strength, see it transformed and it will bring me joy. I see the church, the people around me. I'm going to invest into them and invest into my church, into the temple of us, and it's going to bring me great joy. And so um, each man, in 2 Corinthians 9, 7, each man should give what he has decided in his heart to give, not reluctantly or under compulsion, for God loves a cheerful giver. So whenever you give, he loves a cheerful giver. And... You know, at the bargain center, right, there's peop- everyone there serves cheerfully and willingly. But if I, if I ever recognize that someone, you know, maybe their heart's not quite in it or they're, they're reluctant or they feel pressured or whatever, I would just prefer, I'd just say, look, you know what, it's not, it's not your time. Like, serve somewhere, find somewhere where you want to serve. 
you don't actually, you'd actually prefer them not to be there. And that's not in a mean way. You just think, you know what, if you're not loving it and enjoying it and willingly doing it, then, you know, get, get it in you to be like that or find something that you can do where you like that. And God's the same. He's like, you know what, if your heart's not really in it or you don't really want to, I'd kind of, you know, don't do it. Find something that you love doing or find something that you can have your heart in that you do willingly and joyfully. And if you struggle with that, ask him to change your heart and say, God, you know what, I, I'm, I'm reluctant. I, I don't want to serve. I'm, I'm just annoyed at everything. I'm just fed up and I can't be bothered. Well, just ask him and say, hey, God, this isn't right. Oh, can you change my heart? Because it says he'll take out our heart of stone and give us a heart of flesh. So David gave willingly, Jesus gave willingly, David's followers gave willingly, and us as Jesus' followers, he wants us to be giving willingly. God wants you to be willing and happy to give of your time, your talents, your mental and emotional energy, your goods and finances. He wants everything we do toward building the temple of God in our day to be a willing sacrifice. He doesn't want us to give out of obligation, drudgery or guilt, or because it's our religious duty, or because people will be disappointed if we don't, or because a pastor says we should, or because we feel pressured. He just doesn't want us in that frame of mind or heart. And when we give in a right way, it gives us great joy. So if we have an unwilling, angry, or stingy, or cynical heart, it doesn't bring us joy. It just doesn't. I can't. Why would any of us want to live that way? Why would we want to live um, critical or angry or, or you know, depressed? And all? Why would we want to do that? It's, it doesn't make sense. And so let's ask God to give us that, that heart of flesh and um, soften our hearts so that we're, we're a willing sacrifice to, to give in to building the kingdom um, in our own lives and in, and in the people around us. And I'll get the music team up if they wouldn't mind. Um, so building on a solid foundation. So in verse 21, 20 to 21, it said, Then David said to the whole assembly, Give praise to the Lord your God. And the entire assembly praised the Lord, the God of their ancestors. They bowed low and knelt before the Lord and the king. The next day they brought 1,000 bulls, 1,000 rams, 1,000 male lambs as burnt offerings to the Lord. They also brought liquid offerings and many other sacrifices on behalf of all Israel. So Hebrews 10, chapter 10 says, First he said, sacrifices and offerings, burnt offerings and sin offerings, you did not desire, that's God, nor was, were you, God, pleased with them, although the law required them to be made. Then he said, here I am. This is Jesus speaking. I have come to do your will. He sets aside the first to establish the second. And by that will we have been made holy through the sacrifice of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. So pr- just prior to the building of this temple, it's in, a, in essence built on these sacrifices. They offer thousands and thousands of animals in sacrifice. And all the sacrifices in the Old Testament, every single one, all the uh, grain offerings, all the whatever they offered, wave offerings, the whole lot, it all adds up to Jesus. It all adds up to Him. And unless the temple is built on the sacrifice of Jesus and being saved and born again by faith, 
then you will work in vain. If you think you can build his temple or any other foundation apart from being saved by grace, then you are dangerously mistaken. All your work will fail and your structure you think you have built for God will be totally destroyed when it's tested. Your works can't save you. Being christened can't save you. Your father and father and mother can't save you. A pastor can't save you. Jesus is the only one who can save you from your sins, totally forgive you, and give you a place in heaven with the Father and a purpose to live out while, you're, while you live out the rest of your life on earth. There's no, there's no other way to do it. He, he's the only one that can uh, come and live inside you and start this temple building process. And you know what? When, when it happens, when you say, yes, Jesus, I want to follow you, he actually, he's got, see, he's got these plans in store for everyone. He's got these blueprints drawn up for every life on earth. This incredible mansion that he's got laid out. He's got the plans there. He's got them all, all ready. And he's just waiting for people to go and say yes to him. And then he says, great, now I can build, put into place what I always wanted to do in your life. I can make you into exactly what I wanted to make you into now. And the, and the wonderful thing is that from day one, from that moment, he sees the finished so you might be here today and you're thinking, you know what? My, my, my temple's pretty run down. You know, it's the door's falling off, the roof's leaking. It's not much. But don't think Jesus looks at you that way. He looks at you at the finished product. He looks at this beautifully finished jeweled gold structure. And he's working towards that. And he always sees you like that. He sees no flaw in you. There's no blemish on you whatsoever when you give your life to him. You're totally forgiven set free in his eyes and so we're just going to just pause actually and just if you're in that place um, today and you think you know what um, I've been trying all sorts of things in life but really I know that I need Jesus to come in I, I, I just know that I, I, it's, it's a stirring in my heart I can hear him calling me we've got a um, do this every service just so that people have the opportunity because it's such an incredible thing um, an important thing that people need to do we've got a prayer um, that we read out so um, it's just coming up on the screens now so we'll read this out together why don't you read it with me and if you if you want to give your life to Jesus today it's as simple as saying a prayer it's it's faith combining with your works speaking out of your mouth and saying you want this and he'll come in and you watch what he does you'll never be the same again it's a great life. It's an awesome life. I spent 26 years, and when I gave my life to Jesus, I couldn't believe that it took so long. I was like, what was I doing? So if you're in that place today, why don't you taste and see that the Lord is good? Let's say this. Dear Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God who died on the cross and rose again to forgive my sins. I ask that you forgive me. I give you my life. And I invite you to be my Lord and Savior. Today I'm born again. I trust my future into your hands. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. If you've done that for the first time today, don't necessarily expect that there's going to be fireworks and all sorts of things happening in your life. Sometimes there is. But for some people, it's just they just notice a change and they just start walking out a different life. So talk to someone about it and, and uh, you know, get, get amongst them work out your salvation.
And so at the end of this um, time of saying they're going to build this temple and bring all these resources and the sacrifices. It says, they again crowned David's son Solomon as their new king. They anointed him before the Lord as their leader. They anointed Zadok as priest. So Solomon took the throne of David, throne of the Lord in the place of his father David, and he succeeded in everything. And all Israel obeyed him. So he'd already been, um, he'd already been crowned king. Solomon was already king, but it says they did it again, and they anointed him again. And you know what? Throughout our lives, we, we, we can tend to get sidetracked as Christians, and, and we have to keep coming back and saying, Jesus, I re-crown you again as the king of my life. I re-crown you as the Lord of this temple, the king of this temple. I re-crown you. I, I, I reappoint you as the Lord over my life. And you know what? It says that he succeeds in everything he does. So we can't fail if he is the king of, of the temple of God, both in our lives and, in, and as a church as a whole. So, yeah. You know what? We can't build the house, but he can. He has all the resources. He has all the wisdom. He has all the experience. He's been doing it for a very, very long time. If I, try, if I went out and said, hey, I'm going to build a house it would be very very dodgy I can tell you that I, I would be laboring and struggling and you know it would it wouldn't comply with the regulations it would be dodgiest thing you've ever seen it would take most of my life but Jesus he knows how to do it he's fully qualified he's fully experienced and so we just have to commit our hearts and lives to him so why don't you stand with me this morning we're just going to pray and then we'll um, just have a bit of a song and get into the announcements. So, Father, we just thank you for your word today. Lord Jesus, we thank you for the hope that's found in your word. Lord, we thank you that there's no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus, but you do encourage us forward onto rewards, onto uh, service, onto things that will actually make our life better, even though the devil will try and deceive us and tell us it'll make our lives worse. So, Lord, we just commit this our word to you Lord we commit our temples to you our bodies to you this church to you Lord and we just uh, enthrone you as king we just lift you up why don't you raise your hands uh, if you, uh, this morning Lord we just lift you up Lord Jesus we fix our eyes upon you Lord we thank you that you died on the cross and rose again to forgive us of our sins Lord and to create a new life in us Lord and to rebuild us into something of great worth of great value Lord, and so we do praise you and thank you, Lord, that you see in us, Lord, what we don't see in ourselves, Lord, but we choose to believe by faith, Lord, and we choose to trust you, that you are going to complete an incredible work in our lives, Lord, we recommit you as our King and as our Lord, and we just thank you for it, in Jesus' name, Amen.